Got it. Okay, so now welcome back everyone to a special episode of the podcast where I have brought in two of my family members. My mom is over here. Mom say hi. Hello. Hello and my aunt. Hi Nicole. Back in Australia. Back in New South Wales. Hi Josh. All the way back in okay, so close. That so Basically, my aunt, she works at the um, RDA in Australia. Could you please explain to our lovely audience from over, consisting of people from over 20 countries all across the world what that is? Okay, so I work for Writing for Disabled New South Wales and um, we provide equine programs for people with disabilities. And I actually work at one of the centres as well as the state-based organisation um, so our centre is um, in Sydney, it's called the Tall Timbers Centre and we have lots of different programs for horse, with horses, um, including riding, groundwork and mental health programs as well. And we love the interaction that horses um, have with our participants and um, the amazing stories that we get to um, share with our with our participants and their journey with horses. And how did you come like how how did you get your start at this organization? Basically how did you come to work for them? So I started out as a volunteer as a 12-year-old kid who loved horses, didn't have my own. So I went went along to help out um, with the horses and the programs. And I was there for probably, I don't know, the first 15 years um, volunteering in my, on my weekends. And then um, I got offered a job to work at the centre, which was at the time the only full-time kind of uh, coaching role at a centre in, in um, Sydney, which was extremely lucky. And um, from there, I've been able to use my other experience in working for the state-based organisation training coaches. And so this is like a big sporting organisation. So have you participated in like sporting events? Like have you, has the RDA contributed to like the Paralympics or something and like a Paralympic courses? Um, so very early on in the Paralympics, um, history, yes, and particularly in 2000, there was um, Sydney 2000 Paralympics, there was lots of um, local based horses that were um, in the Paralympics. Um, many of our um, participants and volunteers at the time were volunteers for the Paralympics as well in the equestrian, um, as well as just the um, general um, Paralympic volunteering movement. Um, I guess for us, we are the grassroots level of equestrian sport for people with disability and um, many of our participants will get their start in, um, in RDA competitions, uh, doing dressage, uh, but personally, yes, I've had involvement in the Paralympics, particularly with, with the London Paralympics. Okay, and what, 
we've been over we've been over here in Switzerland for the past seven years and you've been living there. So what so from your perspective, how has um disability rights um come to be viewed as like a well from your perspective from your perspective, how is it? I think there's a great amount of opportunity in the in this country, particularly um, from what I see um, now. It's come a long way um, from where it was, um, but now there is so much more person-centered um, approaches to everything, including education, um, transport, and living arrangements. I think it's um, certainly been um, a big change. Um, and a lot of people have a lot more opportunities um, these days. So I think it's certainly um, improving. Okay, so now I'm going to do you on. So Mom, when we first came to Basel, what was, like, what were some of the things you noticed about disability services here in Switzerland versus Australia? When we first arrived here, um, trying to navigate our way around to support you, um, I noticed with health um, in that field that you were better supported here in Switzerland than in Australia. Um, at that time, whether it's changed now in Australia, I can't say, but when you were growing up, we could only choose one therapy for you at a time and we had to look at whether speech or occupational therapy or physiotherapy, whereas when we moved here, we could get, give you all the therapies you needed. Um, education, I mean, from what we experienced, you were fortunate that we could get you into an early learning program to give you that extra support before you started school. Um, here in Switzerland at the time, um, we had a friend who searched various education um, facilities here in Switzerland and over the border to see if we could find a facility that suited what we needed for you and it was still a very new um, recognition of disabilities back when we moved here but over the years um, when we did find a school we noticed that they were came on board with their program for children adolescents with various disability needs so there's been improvements um, along the way, and but no system's perfect, but it's working within what's here. Um, another thing I've noticed and Aunty Nicole just touched on is, yes, transportation is moving towards supporting people um, better in Australia, but here in Switzerland, we're very fortunate to live in Basel and the transportation system is a lot easier to navigate, a lot more frequent because of the city environment being a lot more compact compared to Australia. So you have 
more independence where you can do things on your own and you don't need to be driven places, which was what was happening in Australia. We had to drive everywhere. So, yeah. Okay, so like one of the big things I talk about with people is people from different cultures and backgrounds is, well, terminology. So, like, Nicole, what terminology do you think should be used to address people in, within the disability community? I, I certainly think, um, and what we do at work is we actually don't talk about disability. We actually talk about the person, who they are, um, and get to know people as individuals. So I guess from an industry point of view, um, you know, making sure that the person is always considered first um, in the language that we use. So it may be person living with a disability rather than, um, and certainly nowhere along the lines would we want people to be um, labelled as such. But I know in my own organisation and where um, I work, we actually don't focus on that. We focus on abilities. And so when we meet clients that first come in, we're meeting Josh or we're meeting Sarah or we're meeting Rebecca and then we're finding out about the individual uh, before we've even, um, before we go anywhere else, we want to know who that person is and what they like, what they don't like, um, what they, what they're really good at and what they want to improve and, and also what their goals are. So I don't think we, I, I know in my, my, in the way that we work, um, we're certainly not focused on the disability side. I know there's a lot of organisations out there trying to change that. And I guess inclusiveness and inclusive is something that um, is probably more important to focus on, being inclusive. What would you like to comment? Um, I totally agree with um, what Nicole has just said. Um, it's not focusing on... A disability is focusing on the individual. Every individual has something to contribute. Um, you all have strengths and weaknesses just like everybody else and it's focusing on those strengths and promoting them and um, how with if needed extra support, we can help enhance those strengths or help improve those weaknesses to bring them up to a level that as an individual, people with a disability feel comfortable that they can be part of society. It's very much being inclusive um, and including people, whether it's in the workforce or education or sports. Yeah, and... Okay, so because you're a sport, you're a sporting organisation that works with individuals with disabilities, and um, well, I was wondering how do you because I just recently heard from a former teacher of mine, former special needs teacher. She's a teacher at school in New Zealand, and and that and she informed them about the Atelier Art Program, which I'm working to help, working with a group of friends to help start up. 
she recommended that students in her class they paint pictures related to the America's Cup. And I was wondering, as a sporting organization, would would IDA be interested in doing something similar to help like promote the Tokyo twenty twenty Paralympics? Yeah, sure. I'm I'm actually preparing a um, email to go to my participants um, next this week or Monday. Um, and yeah, we can certainly um, see if people would be interested in contributing. Um, and I think it's something that we're certainly keen to promote um, the Paralympics being on and also our personal connections that we have with um, participants in or Paralympic athletes um, and also gives our our participants something to look forward to and focus on and learn about um, the achievements that the Paralympians are making. Um, so yeah, we're, we're keen to get involved. And also now that we've got Brisbane 32 happening, we're really excited about the possibilities of um, being more involved in the, Paralympian, the Paralympics when they come on board in Australia again. Um, Mama, how do you think this program could help children and young people with disabilities express themselves in general? Um, programs like the art program or any program out there, um, plus sport here in Switzerland or writing for the disabled in Australia, any of these programs that allow individuals with various disabilities um come out and show what they're capable of doing is extremely encouraging and inspirational and it allows these people with disabilities to show what they can do show the world what they can do um because they've got many amazing talents okay and number so how also is the idea like help raise awareness because I know that like for example the UN has like their international day of disability on the 3rd of December and like I know a few other organizations especially in the US they've thought about having a month of disability in October and how else has the idea can help to raise awareness into that matter if applicable. Yeah so we we do promote um the 3rd of December International um, Day of International Day of People with Disability. Um, so we promote that through our centres and also focus on the on the achievements that our participants have made in the programs. Um, so that's something that we do throughout the year. There'll be various days that we'll focus on um, and be in touch with other organisations that um, support people with disability and um also um i guess we i guess we're focused on the abilities of our people um that we're working with um and making sure that we can support them with whatever they need but also keeping aware of all the developments um in relation to different types of disabilities as well um, making sure that we're educating ourselves to keep keep on top of changes and new information and that. So that's something that we also do on a regular basis. 
Yeah. Mum, how, how do you think, um, how else could awareness be raised, for instance? Um, I can understand um, for the wider community um, having um, days or months which promote various um, institutions, um, which include disabilities. But me personally, um, I find that with the, I enjoy watching things like Paralympics or um, reality shows where people with disabilities or other um, have trekked across, for example, the Kimberleys in Australia and they've travelled over from the UK, um, the Invictus Games. There's also um, videos on social media under the banner of Born Different. I personally enjoy watching all those type of um, social media platforms. I find them very inspirational, but that's me as an individual. But to get out to the wider community, yes, having the whole community in a for a day event or a month event is inspiring. Yeah, and well, um, how is like raising me as your son who has a disability and helped you to learn about the the achievements and the possibilities of people with disabilities in general? Um, raising you has opened my eyes personally. Um, before having a child with a disability, um, I really I will be honest and say I was quite ignorant um, and did not really understand. But having you come into my life um, has really shown me and challenged me to be a better person to understand um, someone with, who has difficulties and challenges throughout life um, and learning what your challenges are or difficulties because every individual is different. There are, each disability has a broad spectrum and you can't just base the person on one part of the spectrum. There are so many different things and that also affect them. Um, for example, with cerebral palsy, it's oxygen to the brain. Well, for you, that's also caused other issues as well. So it's taught me to be a patient person and be an understanding person. Now I enjoy going out into the world and supporting people voluntarily with needs, especially um, challenges, but you've also shown and been inspirational to show me that even though you may have challenges, you have so many strengths in areas um, that if I didn't know you, I would never know. You're like your history, your geography, your empathy, your caring for individuals, your, um, your desire to go out there and be a voice 
for people with various challenges. Um, it's very rewarding to be part of that um, world society. I think we are all very proud of you. Um, and I think that um, I'm, I'm very honoured to be involved in everyone that I get to choose to be involved. Oh, they choose me. I, th I think everyone chooses people um, to help them along the way. And I feel very honoured to be able to help people with whatever it is that they want to develop, what skills they want to develop. Um, and I think that's a great honour for me um, to have been able to be part of people's lives in that way. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you both of you, I'm well. And thank you all for listening today. I'm Ron, hi Nicole, thank you for being here. Thank You're you for having person. us. Thank you for yeah. having us. No problem, man. So yeah, please like, leave a review on whatever app you're listening to this one, unless if it's Spotify, in which case you can't leave reviews for some reason. And well, Hope you're looking forward to Tokyo 2020. I know I am. And well, see you next time. Bye.